Welcome, hockey fans, to the Peanut Gallery Podcast. From the Peanut Gallery in beautiful Iroquois Falls, this is Episode 3. I'm Bron Deloria. I'm here with my host, Serge Prue. What's happening, guys? We are officially alive from the Peanut Gallery itself uh, for once. First episode at the real Peanut Gal. Yeah, bowls are <laughs> filled, beers are cold, ready to rock. It's uh, going to be our last epi for um, the next couple of weeks as we're heading back to work. So uh, tune in on Twitter. We'll try to do a, some daily chip-ins as much as we can. But other than that, um, we'll be back in two weeks from now. Back to the grind, bud. Back to the grind. Got to make some money. <laughs> One more epi before uh, before we are gone for another 14. So here we go. One more uh, quick epi. Another big game tonight. Big uh Big night for the NHL, 14 games tonight. The uh, Habs and Leafs play again. Looking forward to that. Um, Leafs obviously have the Habs number tonight, but I uh, wanted to chime in a little bit on uh, the um, last two games that uh, Montreal has played. So uh, Montreal now sitting 23-18-9-8. Actually, not, and 9, sorry. 8 points ahead of the struggling Calgary Flames, and the playoffs appear to be more and more reachable within the games played so far throughout last week. Uh, the Habs faced the Jets Thursday night and what was honestly a little frustrating to watch, down 3-1 in the second period. Uh, I was honestly trying to stay positive, reminding myself about all the injuries that they're facing right now as a team. And now with Weber out, uh, being the most recent on that list with an upper body injury, all hope seemed to have vanished for me that night. But... Uh, Fuck, boys, they came back. They played Unreal, managed to find their groove, taking the win with the score of 5-3. They actually outshot them 35-22. Jake Allen got the win that game and made some pretty good saves to keep the boys in the game. Uh, We'll get back to Winnipeg a little later on in the show. There's a few things I want to mention there. So anyways, the day after, or was it two days after, the boys uh, then hosted uh, the Senators at home. Another tough club to play against. I think the Sens have won three out of four or four out of six uh, against the Habs. So I knew this wasn't going to be a pushover game. Um, one nothing for the Sens after one. Then Shabbat makes it 2 nothing in the third. All fans are panicking at this moment. Most of them probably turned off their TVs. Typical Hab fans. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, something, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> That's something I would do. Uh, well, not I would do. I actually did it. My old man's known for that too. Shut the I've TV seen off you do and go it. upstairs. Yeah, you're not you're not the only Montreal fan that does that. <laughs> but fuck, I, we're all guilty of that sometimes. Oh yeah, screw it. If they're down that much, I mean, there's no point in even watching it. But uh, they come back again. They tie the game with Petrie and Toffoli scoring, and then, ladies and gentlemen, the moment we've all been waiting for. Cole fucking Caulfield notches his first NHL goal as a Habs in overtime and seals the deal. What a moment for the kid. Hobie Baker. Hobie Baker. Fucking guy played wicked, man. So, um... (laughs) Yeah, he's a good rookie, man. Oh, yeah. Gonna be a good sniper. Well, I'm glad he got that out of the way. There's, I wanted to talk talk about him a little bit there. He had zero goals in his first four games and, uh... You know, lots of pressure from him with the year that he's been having. I'm just wondering if he was nervous or if he was trying to stick to the system. Obviously, uh, is this the start of something else for Caulfield? Is he, you know, are we going to see more uh, Genos from this guy? Uh, Is he going to gain more confidence? Um, I think so. 
Um, is he going to stay in the lineup with everybody out for the playoffs? You know, give the kid a chance. Um, he's been playing great, so uh, I'm glad that he got that Gino out of the way, and it was a big one for him. So, it's his birthday tonight. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> See if he make gets lucky on his D day. Twenty first birthday. If he gets lucky, gets another OT winner, go out and no, I'd say hit the clubs, but COVID's in the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah none of that. Uh, can't go golfing, can't go clubbing. Nope. Speaking <laughs> of golfing, I guess there's a few people down south that the cops were waiting, taking pictures on a 17th hole. Oh. I don't know if you read about that. No, I haven't seen that. That's funny. So they were, waiting, they were waiting for the guys to uh, finish their round, and they had three or four cruisers parked at the end and waiting for the guys to come out. So they'd show up to their door, say like, does this guy match the pictures that we took on the 17th hole? <laughs> and then they charged him 850 bucks each. Holy shit. So yeah, all golf. fucking brutal, man. I love it. Those guys are heroes. Fuck. <laughs> so, um, back to hockey here, a little, uh, love for Jeff Petrie. Um, he's been stepping up his game since Weber left. Uh, just wondering where that play was because he had a freaking unreal start to his season. Uh, to me, he was a Norris candidate. Uh, he was leading defense and points and goals at the at uh, one point. Oh yeah, uh, he was up there for sure with all the best oh, yeah. in the league, definitely. Just these last two games that I've noticed, uh, he's been stepping up in the play. He's been way more offensive. Um, fuck, he's hitting posts. He's taking shots. He actually had the game-winning assist in both games against the Jet and uh saturday night against the sens so it's nice to see him step that up but it's just did it actually take a guy like weber to leave for him like where was that play before you know what i mean yeah. especially the uh during this time uh, montreal sitting in fourth they're pulling away from calgary and they're actually inching closer to winnipeg so yeah it's getting pretty close they're only uh winnipeg's only two up on montreal right now so yeah <laughs> like Fuck, uh, to me, like, guys stepping up like that, that should have happened games ago uh, in order to make that playoff push. Um, but it's, anyways, it's nice to see him play like that. And uh, just a little, another little note on Caulfield. I don't know if you guys have all heard about that there, but uh, he got the silent treatment in the dressing room after the uh, game. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> uh, I wish I would have caught that on video. I don't know if I can find it on Twitter or whatnot, but... Good on the house for making the kid feel a little bit awkward there. and Yeah, uh, just like when he went his first game, uh, they stole his helmet, so they forced him to go on the ice uh, with no helmet there and look like a look like a superhero there. And <laughs> they made him do a lap by himself, like uh, the classic rookie treatment. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, I love you got to have a little fun. I might have mentioned that last spot. I'm not sure. Possibly. <laughs> oh, sorry, boys. Just cracking a... Oop, there it is. Cracking another cold one here. Getting things started early before the game tonight. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to move on to a little bit of the Leafs there. They've played uh, two games and within the last few days also, both against Vancouver. I'll let Braun take over that. So, yeah, they had in their win on uh, Thursday, a little bit of retribution happened because uh, uh, when they played Vancouver a couple weeks or about a week ago, uh, Alex Edler actually took a – Need uh, took a run at uh, Hyman and got him with a good knee. Hyman's still out. Uh, Edler got a two-game suspension, but uh, my boy Wayne Train, Wayne Simmons, decided to uh, take on uh, Edler. And to me, like, if you watch the replay, Edler was a very willing participant. He agreed to the fight. 
And uh, yeah, so uh, Simmons kind of a little bit more experience in the fighting uh, fighting aspect of the game. Kind of tuned him up a little bit. So uh, nobody really took exception to that on uh, Vancouver. Except for uh, one media, uh, sorry, member of the media. Uh, Ian McIntyre decided to uh, tweet something out that night. I have it right here. I'll read it for you guys. So he writes that uh, on Twitter now, no Canucks took issue post game with Wayne Simmons forcing Alex Edler to fight. Simmons had 77 uh, fights. Edler had zero. The code is supposed to be about respect. There was none shown here. Want Edler to fight for him on, uh, sorry, want Edler to fight for a hit on Hyman? Fine, but send someone else. So yeah, this is basically just, I don't know, one media member, uh, Deciding to complain about something that none of the players had a problem with. And trust me, like, if you want to uh, if you want to ask anybody about the code, like, you ask the players. And they, no, nobody had a problem with it. Like, Simmons was just, you know, he was just doing his job. And this whole, like, 77 fights, Edler has zero. Like, Edler's not a, he's not a fighter, but he's also not the cleanest guy. Like, he's had, he's had moments before where he's had knees and dirty hits. Like, he's a pretty tough NHL defenseman, so... Uh, I don't think it was that big of a deal. And I kind of laughed at when they said, like, Wayne Simmons, like, forced Edler to fight. If you look at the replay, as soon as Simmons goes after Edler, like, Edler rips off his own gloves, like, and he's ready to fight him. But he's not that great of a fighter. But he took his licks. He had a little bump on his cheek there. And uh, there was no issue after that. Like, now the beef is squashed, basically. That's what... Uh, Vancouver Canucks, uh, that's what they had on their Twitter. Like, they said the beef is squashed. Uh, so, yeah, I decided to write a, I decided to write a little reply. It was uh, another analyst for Vancouver. He had a comment. Uh, he had a reply to McIntyre's uh, little, twi uh, little tweet there. So, I'm not going to repeat exactly what Corey Hirsch said. But my reply was forcing him to fight. The problem is there's no problem. None of Edler's teammates had an issue. It's a non-issue. Just media making something out of nothing. And yeah, I don't think Simmons minded at all beating up the guy who needs his teammate carry on. So yeah, basically Hirsch, he was uh, complaining about uh, like uh, Simmons fighting Edler. Like uh, basically saying uh, it didn't need to happen. It's toxic masculinity. Like uh, it's not part of the code. No respect. And another thing he added was that even Simmons, probably as a person, didn't want to do that. So I've, I call BS on that. Like, I call BS on that too. <laughs> like sure. if, if you ask me, like I think Simmons uh, was probably happy to do that. Like it wasn't, you know what I mean? Like you get to, you play for the Leafs, you get to beat someone up for a teammate. Like I don't know. I think I think that's bullshit. But anyways, I ended up getting blocked by uh, Mr. Corey Hirsch on that one. <laughs> like to me, I didn't say anything personal. I just basically stated my opinion and he blocked me so whatever <laughs> no not the first guy to block me also got marcus stroman blocking me <laughs> <laughs> it won't even be the last either yeah no probably not more more to come oh i never go i never get personal like there's i, I don't throw insults it's just like like you know you say your opinion and these guys don't like it and they block you so whatever that's up to them it's all good <laughs> good story so though. yeah that was after uh thursday night's game uh, they played again on Saturday. Oh, sorry. Also, I wanted to add Thursday night's game. Uh, Riley, Felino, and uh, Muzzin were scratched. Uh, 
little bit of maintenance for those guys and uh Angval, Hutton and uh Lilligren I uh, got called up for that game. Uh Saturday's game a couple nights ago. Uh Toronto again just played really well. Uh Matthews another outstanding game along with Marner. Matthews had two goals. Uh Adam Brooks gets his fourth. He's a really good player. I just want to add a little bit about him after there. So uh we'll talk a little Who's bit. Who's this Brooks? Yeah, we'll okay. talk a little bit more about him after. Yeah, perfect. Uh Galchenyuk uh, gets his fourth, uh, his third as a Maple Leaf. And uh, Jumbo Joe gets another goal. He's on a five-game point streak. So the 41-year-old getting it done on the fourth line for the Leafs, uh, along with Brooks and Spezza. They're, uh, that line has actually been playing really well Fuck, lately. Spezza too, man. He's got more points than a lot of young ones in the league right now. Those are yeah. uh, Jumbo Joe playing great, Spezza playing great, just in time for the playoffs, man. It's looking good for the Leafs right now. So uh, Matthew is on pace for 43 goals this season, which would be 67 in a regular 82-game season. That's just fucking unreal. So only one player <laughs> has ever averaged more goals per game, uh, and that was Lemieux who did it. Uh, the last time it was being done was in 1995-1996, so that's wild. I think his average right now, I forgot to mark it down, but for Matthews this year alone is one point. Eight zero or one point eight two. No, zero point eight nine. Or sorry, zero point. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, one goals point, per fuck, game. What I the think. fuck am I talking about? I'd be retarded. <laughs> two hundred goals shit. a season, bud. <laughs> Going back into Wayne Gretzky's fucking era here, there. Yeah, I have it. I have it right here. Uh, give me a second there. Okay. Yeah, let's just get that stat correct. I'm pretty sure it's zero point eight zero or something. Zero point eight one. Zero point eight one. So Lemieux had four seasons better than that. Uh, he. I, Ranging from uh, 0 0.91 all the way up to 1.15 in 92-93. So just goes to show uh, how much Lemieux used to dominate. Like uh, arguably uh, the best player of all time. Uh, you know, obviously that could start a huge debate. It can. Gretzky, it can. but uh, yeah, to me, like Lemieux is one of the most dominant players of all time. You have to give him that for sure. Yeah. I know that debate's been uh, talked about within the <laughs> last few years between Lemieux and Crosby and... Obviously, Namur uh, battling cancer at one point in his career, and uh, yeah, he had a some couple of the comebacks, yeah. huge comebacks. That kind of yeah, that kind of hindered all his total points altogether. But for like a dominant player in his era, you know, like he was right there with Gretzky. He even like surpassed Gretzky in points a few seasons. So yeah, like he was unreal. And I still remember, like when I was a kid, he was probably my favorite player. Like. I don't know. I, I kind of was a little later in Gretzky's career when I grew up, so I didn't get to see Gretzky like when he was totally dominant. So yeah, to me, same. I can't really compare, right? But I was I, pretty young, so even uh, Mario, like uh, when he came back in his thirties, like when he was a little bit older, like he was still still a dominant player, like with his hands and his uh, his vision. You know, like obviously the speed wasn't all there, but he's such a big guy. It's like. His tried would just get him there anyway, right? He was never known for his speed, but uh, unreal hands on that guy. Like, yeah, he, yeah. They called him magic for a reason. For me, sixty six. <laughs> for me, I'm only thirty one. So what I remember from Lemieux is when uh, he played in Crosby's uh, rec uh, rookie season, yeah. and then what I remember for Gretzky is obviously when he played for the uh, Rangers. Like I knew, obviously yeah. knew who the guys were. And, mad respect for all of them and 
shit yeah. like that. But anyways, yeah, for me being 31, that's all I really remember. And I kind of wish I was a little older just to be able to witness those years because that was just fucking crazy, man. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess before we move on to the starting lineups for tonight's game, we'll talk a little bit about Brooksy here. Oh, yeah, I just wanted to mention Brooks. Uh, you know, we didn't really get a chance until late in the season. And now he's playing with Spezza and uh, Thornton there on the fourth line. So uh, I looked him up. This guy was an unreal player. Uh, he was actually the uh, top scorer in the WHL no shit. Uh, his last season. Right on. Uh, yeah, he scored 120 goal, uh, Sorry, 120 points and uh, 130 points his last two seasons. Holy fuck. I want to say it was the Regina Pats. Yeah, we'll now I'm kind of forgetting. <laughs> I'm kind of forgetting. I remember those numbers though, but yeah, that's definitely uh, like, you know, sometimes you see these guys in NHL on the third and fourth, fourth lines who maybe get like a point every two, three, four games. They don't score all that much. But oh, don't forget they're not getting that much ice time. Like either, not but... that much ice time, but what I was going to say is uh, a lot of, yeah, Regina Pats. There oh, we go. Yeah. Right on. So yeah, and uh, but a lot of these guys like two three years ago they were on they were playing in junior, getting like probably two points a game. Like it's hard to make the NHL man. These guys are some of these fourth liners were guys that used to score hundred points a year. You know what I mean? So so like what year was that? I don't know if you have that on the top yeah. of your head, but how long has he played with yeah, uh, I have it right with here. the Marlies? I have that right here. Uh, you got. He got signed in 2017. Okay, so we're looking at three, four years ago. Well, he's 24 years old, so... Yeah, he's 24. That was... Uh, so Regina Pats, like, two, that was around 2011, 2012 he started. Uh, his stats are right here. Yeah, from 2012-13 to 2016-17. Uh, His last season, he had uh, 66 games, 130 points. Holy with, shit. with the Pats and uh, 18 points in 17 games in the playoffs. The year before, he had 23 points in 12 games in the playoffs. <laughs> Holy shit! So yeah, this guy, uh, this He's guy, something. This guy could play. You know, I was, uh, I didn't really know all that that history about him. Someone on Twitter wrote like, just wrote like someone said uh, he was a really unreal junior player. So I decided to look it up, and uh, I was really surprised. Like sometimes you don't know these guys. Uh, Kind of what their history is. It's like uh, Connor Brown. Connor yeah. Brown in Ottawa. Like, that guy was a top scorer in the, the whole CHL. Like, and he was uh, teammates with uh, Connor McDavid for a while, you know, uh, yeah. in the OHL. <laughs> so well, he's made a name for himself yeah. in Ottawa this year. Like, I, he wasn't he on a crazy goal streak? Like, yeah, nobody's ever I think done he that leads the things. Senators in goals. I'm not sure. Uh, they got a couple other guys that score goals there. Like, I'm not sure if uh, Stutzel and uh, Batherson can chuck. They're probably up there chuck, with them. Yeah. But I know at one point, yeah, he was on fire there. Uh, I think that was, like, last month. But, uh, yeah, he's a really decent player. Like, uh, I don't know. I liked him when he played for the Leafs. But he scored 20 goals at one point. Yeah. It's just, uh, like, they need role players. You know, it's uh, you, if you find your way uh, off out of your role, on the Leafs, you know, it's uh, you kind of move on, but there's a lot of good players that have moved on from there in the last few years because they have to afford uh, guys like Marner and Matthews and Tavares. So, which kind of leads me to my uh, <clears throat> my next question for you, like Adam Brooks being a young gun, he's got four goals, one assist in his last eight games with the Leafs. He's uh, and he's playing on the fourth line, so that's pretty. That's a pretty good. Uh, 
stat for the time being, but yeah, in the future when the Leafs got to get rid of some cap space here and they got some huge top guns, like do you, can you see uh, the Leafs using a guy like Brooks within the next few tr- within the trade to get something better, or do you think they're going to keep him? Like I don't know, what's your take on him? Like for that. Yeah, I think uh, it definitely like raises his value when he plays NHL games and shows that he's productive. So it, that to me, that just gives uh, Dubis uh, more options for trading. Like before, for sure. Like before, uh, the guy I think he had played a couple games last season, but I think he played four games, got two points last year. So he kind of showed before that he could play. But now, like having more of a role near the end of the season, going into a playoff push. Uh, if he uh, if he decides to uh, you know kind of show in the playoffs and yeah it'll definitely it could give uh, it could give some uh, some trade uh, trade bait for uh, Dubis there on Brooks but they got a few guys that are kind of like Brooks so uh, we'll see what happens with him but hopefully he keeps playing good and uh, I know Spetson and Thornton like him oh yeah. <laughs> We got some '80s rock going on YouTube in the background, yeah. <laughs> on mute as we're talking. The hair band, the hair's the hair's flying right now. Here, hold on. Let, I'm just gonna press fucking. Let's see what we got. I just want to know what they're playing right now, just for fun. Put, put it up. What is this? Oh yeah, Highway to Hell. <laughs> I love it. That's a great video. Like a live concert, I love it. Oh yeah, these guys are greasy. Let's go, <laughs> ACDC man. These I'd guys keep are it awesome. on, but my three-year-old sleeping as we're doing this uh, podcast live. Yeah, live. So, um, if Serge leaves for a for a moment, we'll know why. Yeah, so Braun will be sent solo because I gotta go tend to the kid. Yeah, so we won't we won't blast the ACDC. All right, let's move on here. Heading, heading back to hockey here. Uh, <laughs> according to John Lou TSN, shout out to John Lou. John Lou. Uh, here's your uh, lineup for tonight for the Habs. Uh, Dino was centering Kotkaniemi and Anderson. Suzuki centering Toffoli and Armia. Caulfield playing on the third line tonight with Evans and Lekkinen. And then you got Stahl, Frolik, and Perry. For your defense, Romanov, Sherratt, Edmondson, Petrie, Kulak, and Merrill. Allen gets the nod tonight. Looking at this lineup, I cannot wait to see guys like Weber and Tatar and even Byron. I know I chirped him a few episodes ago, but man, there's some guys in this lineup right now that I wouldn't want to see uh, playing. Not not at this stage of the season. Um, let's get back into momentum here and let's get the ball rolling right before the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Dino. Centering KK and Anderson. Anderson has been hot and cold this year. When he starts putting the puck in the net, uh, you'll see him doing so for the next couple of games, and then he'll get cold again. Um, Toffoli is consistent. Love his play. Suzuki's on a point streak. Let's keep that going. Caulfield, want to see him on the PP tonight and notch a few in there. Huge game tonight against the Leafs. Birthday, Gino. Birthday, Gino. That would be awesome. We'll see, bud. We'll see. What you got, Brian, for the Leafs tonight? Uh, well, I don't have an official lineup from my girl, Kristen Shilton. Shout but out. she's got the uh, Leafs lines from last practice uh, yesterday. Basically, everything's staying the same. Felino on the top line with Matthews and Marner. Uh, Galchenyuk will play with Tavares and Nylander. 
Uh, we'll go down to the D now. Uh, one change in the D is uh, Justin Hall, who left uh, yesterday, or sorry, last game in the third period. Uh, uh, he left with a bloody face. Uh, so uh, we got Lilligren taking a spot with Muzzin. Uh, we should have Sandine and Dermot. Uh, Riley and Brody, obviously, the top D. Uh, Anderson practiced yesterday, but he's not gonna he's not gonna travel to Montreal with the team. He's still uh, nursing a knee injury. Uh, now we have uh, starting goaltender will be uh, Jack Campbell. Uh, he only practiced about fifteen minutes. Oh yeah. Yesterday, yeah, he left about after about fifteen minutes. They said you know he's the guy. He's been uh, he's been kind of busy all year nursing an injury, so they just wanted to give him a good little warm up and. Uh, they don't want to push it too far. No, so uh, yeah, Jack Campbell's gonna start tonight. Riddick's gonna be backup. Anderson staying in Toronto. So uh, that's what I got for the Leafs for tonight. Should we uh, do the fast five? Let's do it. So the fast five, ladies and gentlemen, is a topic. Uh, that we're going to try to have for every episode. So I'm going to start off with uh, Al Sabodka. He's in his 50th season with the Red Wings at Little Caesars Arena. The 67-year-old is a building, a building operations manager for Olympia Entertainment and drive the Zamboni for the games. Uh, better known for the most, most famous for swinging the squid around during the games. You don't see that every day, and that's an amazing milestone. So 50 years with the Red Wings. Congrats to you, Al. Uh, I was... hope the Wings could get back into the playoff picture there. I miss seeing that those squids know. out there. That's cool. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be back. They got uh, Steve Eiserman's back in Detroit there doing his thing. I didn't even know about this guy. I was watching the, the Red Wings in Tampa game uh, over the weekend, and uh, they had a huge thing on him, so that's fucking cool. If he's 67 and he's got 50 years with the Red Wings, that means he started his tenure there at 17 years old, yeah. man. That's wild. That's a lifer. Yeah, that's a lifer. Uh, hard to beat. We so, salute you, Al. We salute you. We got ACDC in the background again. I love it. Um, if only we could blast it. Yeah, if only we can blast it. <laughs> I wanted to uh, take the time to give a special shout out to Jeff Carter here. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy needs a little love. Recently traded from the LA Kings, now plays for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He has four points in his last five games. Six points in ten games with the Pens since the trade. Uh, seems to be finding his groove again, but we'll talk about, con but talk about consistency throughout his career. Uh, he's closing in at almost 1,100 games. He sits at 757 points. From 2005 to 2017, he averaged consistently 50 to 60 points a year. This guy has 10 years with 20-plus goals, four of those being over 30. And Don't now, forget 2010 Olympic gold medal team, bud. Freaking right. That's and, what I mean. Uh, like, this guy's got a Hall of Fame career. Not to mention right all his uh, contributions. Uh, well, I don't know. He played World Juniors. He played World Championships. He played... Uh, Olympics how many times he's got it all like and then well he slowed down a little bit in 2018 and it's apparent like with his age and that's normal but the old Jeff Carter I feel like he's coming back with the pens I don't know if it was just a change of scenery or whatever but he's looking good and uh, I know he'll fit in good for them in these upcoming playoff series as uh, the pens are sitting first in their division looking good I don't know if you yes, want to add sir. to that but uh, he's that's all I had. I just wanted to show him a little bit of love because... Uh, we salute you, Jeff Carter. We salute you. 
next up here, we got Verlamov from the Isles. Uh, wicked stats from him this weekend. Like He stopped all 28 shots on Saturday versus the Rangers. He now leads the league in shutouts with seven. He actually becomes the first tendy since the NHL's expansion era to record four shutouts versus one opponent uh, opponent in a single season. Nice. Yeah, unbelievable task to accomplish. Uh, obviously, COVID may help this scenario with the divisions being yeah the way they are this year there. But fun stat, though. Fun stat. Anyways, nonetheless, it's a record worth talking about. Yeah. Uh, he has uh, a 19-9-4 record. He ranks third in the league for... Goals against average at 1.99 and his second in save percentage with 9.30. He's having Simeon. a... Yeah, he's having a, a career year. Uh, speaking of the Isles, they clinched the playoff spot with a win on Saturday. Talk about the season they're having. Uh, great team, have done well without captain Anders Lee, who is currently out with a lower body injury. I used to find them boring when I was a little younger to watch. Like, yeah. Not, talking about younger, just a couple years ago. Um, but it's nice to see them turning it around within the last few years. I'd be willing to place money on them actually heading into the conference finals this year. Final four last year. Final four last year. I can see them doing it again this year. I feel like the last time they were this good was when they had those cup runs back in the 1980s. Uh, they had four cups in a row from 1980 to 1983 and actually had yeah. 19 consecutive playoff series wins. Oh, yeah, they were In a dynasty era. back then. Dynasty, for sure. Yeah, they were a hell of a team. Uh, yeah, ever since they got uh, Lou Lamorello as a GM, he's really done a good job over there, uh, building himself a classic Lou Lamorello team. Yeah, he's and, uh, like, like nothing that. fancy to watch, but they get the job done. And uh, to me, a big part of that was uh, getting Barry Trotz behind the bench. Yeah, I love him. And, like, I love him. To me, they could have been in the – they could have easily uh, – beat uh, Tampa last year in the Eastern Finals. Uh, like, Tampa was just edged them out, in my opinion. But They did. Tampa like, had a good score. If you look at Tampa on paper, like, yeah, they, they for sure, uh, they win that series most uh, nine times out of ten. But after watching them play, uh, I would give uh, the Islanders uh, a lot of credit because, uh, like I said, I say uh, Tampa, they, could, they could easily won that series. It was really tight defensively like the islanders are they're crazy man like it's hard to get anything by them uh, when they're playing that way yeah anyways moving on uh ryan miller guys who announced his retirement earlier this season played his final home game with the ducks last saturday the future hall, hall of famer was honored in between plays with a tribute video uh, i want to give much respect to the kings after the game as they all lined up to shake hands and show respect to miller yeah probably ryan, the best uh, american uh Best oh, yeah. goalie to come out of the States, uh, probably all time. He he went on to get all three stars that night. And there Silver he... medal, 2010. Way yeah. to go. Way to go. Slow. Not a slow clap, but Congrats, a good clap. buddy. I love it. He's um, going to hear Iggy in his head for a long time. He probably still hears it in his dreams. Iggy, Iggy. Iggy. Uh, and Crosby gets the golden goal. Oh, yeah. Woo! Oh, sorry, <laughs> I forgot about the. Oh, the kid, the kids. <laughs> Someone sleeping. Someone sleeping upstairs. Oh, a little quiet podcast today. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we don't have to do this every time. But, anyways, going back to Ryan, future Hall of Famer for sure. Fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> Jk. Oh. Jk. Yeah, get the fuck out of my basement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Last okay, one. ladies and gentlemen, I've been banished from the peanut gallery. Yeah, we're going solo. <laughs> All right, last but not least, yeah, guys, so I want to shout out. Sorry, shout out to. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. Give shout me. out to Ryan Miller on that one. There, uh, hell of a career. Great goaltender. Uh, yeah, props to him, man. I love seeing that this year. Like the the other teams getting much respect, like they did it with Marlowe. Yeah, and uh, there's a few guys that ended up getting their silver stick this year too, and uh, they showed a lot of respect too. So it's nice to see during these hard times too, with the COVID happening and all that stuff. There, I'm trying to think, it was uh, I think Backstrom me eh, for uh, for the Caps got one too, not too long. Ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lucic just got well, it recently. Yeah, there you go. Lucic is another one. The guy that uh, everybody respects. I don't think anyone in the league wants to fight that monster. Like, that guy's huge, man. Like, I, that guy's scary. At first, I wasn't sure if it was just his fucking shoulder pads, but no, he's pretty scary No, no, guy. he's probably the strongest guy in the league. Like, the... Not, not too many guys, uh, not too many guys would, like, stand up to him or not want to, st- want to stand up to him. Like, they do it anyway, but... He's a pretty good outdoorsman. I watched, there was an yeah. episode he was doing with some other guy. Oh, yeah. I saw it on TV and... Uh, He's pretty good with a bow. Like pretty uh, good with a bow. The Leaf fans are uh, ever since we got Scott Samuel there. You know the guy who played with for the Senators last year. Yeah, the one that just Matt, goes Matthews eight. looked over his yeah. shoulder to see what kind of name he was. <laughs> so this guy basically has just been scrapping all season the AHL. Like he's a good scrapper. He's tough, tough guy. But he's an AHL scrapper. You know, maybe fringe NHL player. Uh, but you know, he made his way. Made his way to the taxi squad. Finally got his chance. First game with the Leafs against Calgary. He fights Lucic and uh, he's been out ever since. Long-term injury. <laughs> we probably shouldn't laugh, but LTIR. that's what you get. Like, uh, it's scary fighting that guy, man. I wouldn't want to do it. Let's just say that. No. His, and, his nose alone scares him, me. <laughs> him and Chara there. It's like I would totally turtle. <laughs> I don't care. Oh... So the last thing I want to talk about right now is uh, the Winnipeg Jets. They're currently on a six-game losing skid. Really? But Montreal is now two points behind. Fuck, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see that. I want to see the Haas and Leafs, but we're just going to get swept against the Leafs. They, fuck, they got our number this year. And plus, with all the injuries going on right now, I want to give Montreal a little bit more time to get people back in the lineup. Well, they could go second round, man. You never know. Oh, yeah. I know. We got we got Edmonton's number this year, apparently. So uh, we, shut, we shut out McDavid and uh, Dreisaitl for how many games in a row? Yeah. But they seem to have broken that... Uh, McDavid looking Fuck. for that 100 points, man. He's getting close. Yeah, I read an article. Like, don't tell me that he's not thinking about it. He's, like, just thinking oh, about the gonna, team. But He's going to get it. He's got, what, 13 points left to reach that? Uh, something, I think so, yeah. So yeah, that, he's at 87. That might change the outcome of the, uh, the playoff format coming up in the first round. Uh, just a little bit of talk about Winnipeg's uh, injuries going on here. We got Adam Lowry out. He's probable tonight, though. I'm not sure if he's going to play or not, but he was out with an upper body injury. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers will miss the remainder of the regular season with a shoulder injury. Nathan Bollier is out for the season. And Brian Little also out for the season. Uh, So anyways, the uh, Winnipeg Jets, who were a fucking tank of a team to play against, are on a losing skid. And... um, yeah, we'll see if they can hold on to third place there, because I'd like to see the Leafs play the Habs, but yeah. we'll Everybody see what happens. To, to we'll see what happens tonight as the Leafs take on the Habs. They have three games left uh, until the end of the season. Five and two record so far. Leafs uh, 
in the season series. And that'll do it for today's podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can check out some chip-ins on Twitter. At Bronski for myself. And at SurgeFruit21. That's S-E-R-G-E-P-R-O-U-L-X. Everybody doesn't know how to spell my last name. Prulix. Prulix21. Check it out. Daily chip-ins. Enjoy the game tonight, guys. Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Habs. 14 other games. It's pro-line night. Make some money. Have some beers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining our podcast. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Take care.